0: name on today god you are to be exalted you are to be extolled you are to be magnified here at miracle temple deliverance ministry you said let everything that has breath praise ye the lord so lord we praise you father god we praise you in song we praise you in dance father god We praise you, God, with everything that we do, with all of our being. And God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I come against right now that foul spirit of depression. In Jesus' name. Depression, I know you in the name of Jesus. And I command you to bow down right now in Jesus' name. Every attack and every assignment that the enemy has sent out, Against our minds, I speak that it has been broken right now in Jesus' name. We have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now oppression, which follows depression. You go right now in the name of Jesus because God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost to heal all those that were oppressed of the devil. Oppression and depression, you cannot stay here. I command you to go right now in the name of jesus now god i thank you for your love that has conquered depression and oppression right now in the name of jesus and it has to bow its knees in jesus name god the word has been decreed and declared and i thank you that it has already been established over two thousand years ago God, I'm only speaking what you have already done. So I know that it's done right now in Jesus' name. Come out of your stupor right now in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I thank you on the day as I go forth and teach this word unto your people that their hearts are open and receptive, God, to receive what you have to say unto them because it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me because I have been crucified with Christ. So I thank you for that on today, and I thank you for my helper, my teacher, my standby, the one who walks alongside of me. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to assist me on today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Hallelujah. We're going to have a continuation from last week's teaching on having a willingness to do, and I believe God is doing something with this teaching, and if your heart is open and receptive, You'll be able to receive what God has for you. Go back with me to Exodus. twenty. Well, I'm going to start at Exodus uh, 35. God is so good, isn't he? God always know what we need. And he always gives us what we need. But we have to receive what God already has. Amen. He can only give it to you. But if you don't receive it, that's not his fault. It's yours. Exodus 35. Let's start at verse um, 4. Exodus 35, verse 4. And Moses spake unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord. Whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it an offering of the Lord, gold and silver and brass. Now, I want to go back into the teaching on last week, and I'm going to add some to it. Because God, you can be seated. God was um, showing me even in this on having a willingness to do. All of us in the body of Christ, being that we are part of him, we should have a willingness to do what the word of God tells us to do. When you have a willingness to do, it means that you have a readiness. Nobody don't have to try to make you, and you shouldn't be doing it just to say, i done it. Because everything that we do, We learned last week we do it unto the Lord because the Bible says whatsoever we do, we do it heartily. That means with our whole heart unto the Lord and not unto man. Now, if we can really grasp that part, it shouldn't be so hard for us to do what we're asked to do long as it's not out of the will of God. And some of us um, don't do different things, and I'm going to go over that. Because if we don't know his will, we're not going to go the way that he wants us to go. We're going to start thinking and reacting based on what somebody said and not what the word of God is saying unto us. So we see that God said, I want you to take an offering from those that have a willing heart. Now, we got to understand what he's saying. Take an offering from those that have a willing heart. That means those that are generous, those that are willing to give and that comes from your heart. When your heart is not lining up with the heart of God, there is a reason. We need to quit making excuses in the body of Christ on why we don't give. When we look into the word of God, it tells us that an offering, you got to understand what an offering is. When we do our tithes, we do our offering. We do our tithes and We give those tithes because we're honoring God with what we have. Understand, we wouldn't have what we have if it wasn't for God, and that's what we have to understand. God ain't force-feet forcing nobody to do nothing. When you spend time with God and you spend time with his word, you're going to be willing to give your tithe. But then when it comes to an offering, after you done gave your tithe, this is where it hurts sometimes when you go into the offering part and you're going to give above what you gave for your tithe so god said i want you to bring me an offering when god tell you something there's a reason for god telling you he just don't tell you just to tell you he tell you according to his word Did, does anybody realize he's god he is god he's not man he does not do things the way that man does things and if we understand who he is and um, we can do what God would have us to do. God is our loving father, and everything that he has us to do, he knows it's going to benefit us because it's lining up with what he said. Anything that God says will benefit you. Sometimes you feel like it don't benefit you, but if you don't spend time with him, you're not going to know what your benefits are. Your body needs the word of God. Your body needs the word of life. Without this word, you are dying. I'm going to say it again. Without this word, you are dying, and you can get so far along living without the word. When you really get in the word, you feeling like it ain't doing nothing. But the more you stay in the word, I'm telling you, it's like a connection. It becomes a fire shut up in your bones. It become a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. It becomes a two-edged sword, so no matter where you go, when you open your mouth they know who you been with I'm gonna say who you with because some of us we don't live like we with God we live like we still with the world it's time to come out of living like the world you are in the world people but you're not of the world they're supposed to be a difference The world's supposed to see you differently. The world's supposed to hate you because you have a willingness to do what the word says outside of how it make people feel. Oh, y'all don't hear me. It should make you stir up within your heart to do everything, to honor the word. It don't matter who you around or what they're doing. You in the word so much, you don't touch that because you have tasted it how good the word of God is, so you don't go along with any and everything. We go along with anything, and the reason why we do it, because some people think it's okay. It may appear to be okay, just like the tree looked like it was good for food. Looked like it was good. But God said, I don't want you to touch that. There's evil. He said, there's a tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then there's a tree of life. He said, eat all you want of this tree of life. I want you to live forever. But that tree there, don't touch it. Some of us is still touching the tree. We're still eating from that tree. And you're wondering why your life. It's going the way it's going, and you getting mad at people because they're making it. Because they know about the goodness of Jesus. Why are you mad at me and everybody else? Because they're living the abundant life. It's because you're eating something you don't supposed to be eating. When you eat bad stuff, you're going to produce bad stuff. People know what you ate last night. If you lay down in sin, you're going to get up in sin. And you're going to have a stench when you come amongst the people of God. I don't care how good you look on the outside. That inside, that's what's in you, going to eventually appear on the outside. So we see God said, I want my people to be willing to give me an offering. And last week we were talking about, understand this, y'all. God knows what's in everybody's house. I'm not only talking about your money, but he even know how much word is in your house. He even know how much word can come out of your house. That's where your assignments are determined because he know what's in you. He know how much you spend time in the word. Oh, I feel a stirring up in here. He know how much time you feel in the word and he know whether or not he, you want, he want to use you from what's in your heart concerning him or you want to be exalted for yourself. I don't care how much you can repeat this word. Yeah. If your lifestyle ain't lining up with what you're repeating, now you can repeat it in here. But when you go home, you're living like a heathen. You're acting like a heathen. You're trying to make everybody feel as if they don't know and you know. No, that's not how God operate. So I'm not only talking about giving when it comes to money. I'm talking about serving God willingly in every area of your life, y'all. And if you can't serve him in this area, you ain't going to serve him in this area. You can't be flip-flop Christians. Either you're going to serve him with your whole heart or you're not. Let's just be real. Let's just tell the truth. So Moses Um, gave them a command, but the thing was, God already knew what they had because God made provisions before they come out of Egypt. God told them he wanted them to go to the Egyptians, and he told them what he wanted them to ask for. God knew there was going to be a set time that the tabernacle was going to be built, and he needed these items to build the tabernacle. So what did he do? He told Moses, he said, Get from those who have a willing heart. And he told them what to get. So he went to each individual that had a willing heart and he told them what was needed. I may have something in my house that you don't have in your house. But whatever is in my house, that's what I bring unto the Lord because that's what the Lord has stirred up in me to give unto the kingdom of God. Whatever is in Quanah's house, that's what God is telling Quanah to bring out of her house. She may not can bring out of her house what I can bring out of my house, but she's supposed to bring something. Let me say it again. Everybody have substance in your house. And God know what substance you have in your house. Quit being a hoarder. Amen. Quit hoarding things and storing it up for you. God didn't give you extra for you to pack it down and say, well, you know, I'm going to get to this. And you know you can't wear a size three no more. <laughs> and quit trying to go on a diet and saying, God, all things are possible to those who believe and you won't even quit eating. Come on, somebody. God know you can't wear those pants. So when God is asking for clothing, those pants should be coming out of your house because you know you don't need them no more and somebody need them. And it's ain't always about money, y'all. It's what's in your house. People don't want to give up what's in their house because they think they will miss something. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell y'all this. Y'all know in colleges, when you go to college, you can tell when black people move in, they bring the whole house. They bring the whole house. They make sure them kids got everything they need. They load them up from the top to the bottom, from the bottom to the top. You look over there at somebody else. You say, dang, they ain't got nothing. Come on, somebody. That's what we do. Come on, you go in people's rooms and you see them that have a few little shirts or pair of shoes. You go in a black person room, Zoom. <laughs> They got everything. They're going to make sure they don't miss a meal. You told them bag after bag after bag, and they already done unpacked. Come on, somebody. Y'all know it's true. We feed our kids. We make a way for our kids. Amen? Nobody don't want to talk about that. We hoarders. Put it this way. Some of us are hoarders. You can't get two canned goods. You got to stock it up to look like you got some. And then you ain't even ate the canned goods you got. Then when they go out of date, you say, They all right, eat it. Come on, that's what we do. They all right, eat it. But you yet buying more. Won't you eat what? Come on, somebody. This is what we do. We got all that. Food, but yet we can buy more because they got to say a deep freezer packed up ain't ate what we got going to pick the and eat and ain't eating what we got Then don't want to invite nobody over to eat because you don't know if something might come and you ain't going to have no food and you ain't willing to get I think deliverance is in the house we ain't willing to give her what we have Because we want to store it up and we act like we are too poor to pay attention. This is for me, myself, and I. But God said, those that have a willing heart, for those whose heart is stirring within them, in the body of Christ, your heart should be stirring in you when something is asked of you. If your heart ain't stirring within you when there's a need or when something is presented in the house of God, something is wrong with you. If you don't have no compassion on your brother and sister and those that don't have and you have and there's not a stirring and a willingness in you and and you sitting up here saying, I would help, but I just ain't got it. Your heart is wrong. Because you're already making excuses for the little you have and you don't want to give it to nobody. But soon as Red Cross, FEMA, and everything that can give you something, you don't need it, you knock, knock. Come on, this is what happened. You know why it's happening? Because we need to see Jesus. And when we really see Jesus, we won't be grabbing everything we can grab just because it's F-R-E-E, free. Come on, we all done it. Anything that's free, we feel like we need it, and you ain't cooked it yet. It's still sitting there waiting for an opportunity. I know we were talking, me and daddy, and daddy said, shouldn't be nobody hungry. (laughs) All this stuff that was distributed during the storm, you better not say you hungry. Because God made a way for you to be fed. And people still trying to get stuff. I understand sometimes things are offered to you. But we need to ask ourselves. Do I need it or can I leave it for somebody else? That's when your heart stirs within you to say, no, I'm not going to mess with that. Somebody else may need it more than me. Oh, deliverance is in the house, y'all, from the pulpit on down. So we see that. Moses knew through God what was in everybody's house so he was telling each individual based on what the need was for the tabernacle he was telling them this is what I need for you to bring the thing that God was doing here he was seeing who really had that willing heart because he already knew so this is the thing I like this verse and it said and they came in 21 everyone whose heart stirred him up And everyone whom his spirit made willing, and they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation. I like this part. And for all his service and for the holy garments. Did y'all catch that? It was not for one service. See, we look at it like this. You may have a lot going on in the body of Christ, but you already chose which part you're going to do. He's saying for all my service. This is what I need for all my service. You can't just pick and choose what you think you want to do. This is why you got to know what the word of God is telling you. If it's lining up for a service to the Lord, you're supposed to do. Who told you you didn't? The word is telling them. He said, for all my service, whatever is needed for the tabernacle, I'm going to get you here. He said, even I want you to give an offering willy, willingly for the holy garments. Who is going to wear the holy garments? The priest. Right. So even people had to bring for the priest. Why do you think that God put a person up on this pulpit to be left out? He said, all oh, my services. See, people getting it tore up. See, some ministers have given other ministers a name. Jim, Gimme, gimme, my name is Jimmy. I ain't Jimmy. So you got to know who you up under and see if they're living according to the word of God. See if they're teaching you the way that you need to be taught according to the word of God. Look at your neighbor. And say, some of you ain't following the word because you don't know who you up under. Say, get with the word, and you'll quit complaining. And you will take your mouth off of the man and woman of God. God. When you don't know the word, you're going to talk against the word and you're going to talk against God who who put in the midst of you to give you what God is giving you at this time. I know God is delivering in this place. Then it goes on to a next verse in 29, it says, The children of Israel brought a willing offering unto the Lord, every man and woman whose heart made them willing to bring for all the man of work which the Lord had commanded to be made by the hands of Moses. He made all this to be made by who hands? Moses', Moses hands. And they had to bring it into what? The tabernacle, they had to bring it unto Moses for the work that God wanted done. So if everything is lining up with what God want done, who are you to come against the Lord? You shouldn't be coming against the Lord. You ain't coming against me. You ain't coming against somebody else. You coming against the work of the Lord. Read your Bible. Whatever he tell you to do. That's what Mary told them when they needed more wine. And then she went to Jesus, and then she told them, whatever he tells you to do, do it. But let's just be honest. Y'all don't know what he's telling you because you don't spend time with him to know. You run your mouth too much. But you ain't lining up with the word of God and say you in the word of God. You changing it around to make people think that ain't what God said. You get with other people and run off at the mouth and say they ain't what the word of God say. You're trying to be politically correct, not wordly correct. Because you don't want to do it, so you're trying to get somebody else not to do it. (claps) Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The devil's in the house. Yeah, you bring the devil in the house with you. And you wait for an opportune time. To set it up and set it off. And you use the word of God to do it. The devil is a lie. So we see that everything we do, we're supposed to do it with a willing heart. Our heart's supposed to be generous. We don't supposed to have a heart that's always complaining and always saying, I ain't got This is what messes us up as people of God. Quit saying you ain't got because in the natural, it looked like all of us don't have what, what we want, right? But the Bible says he has blessed us. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places through who? Christ Jesus, by Christ Jesus. So that means my blessings is coming through what Christ done. It's not coming through me trying to work two, three, four, five jobs. It's already come through him. So the more I get into the word and know what God's word is telling me, the more I'm willing to do according to the word of God outside of what's in my house, people. You got to come out of your house and you got to go into heaven. He want to bring heaven here on earth, but he said you won't come out of your house. He said, I want my kingdom to come here on earth as it is in heaven. He said, I can't even bring heaven to your home because you still basing your home on the natural. It won't work. Don't go on what you have. You lift it up like Jesus did with the two fish and the five loaves of bread. And he lifted up to the father. And he began to thank the father for what he had. He saw all those people. It was 5,000 men, not including the women and children, and my God, it was only two fish. And I know them fish wasn't gigantic. It said two fish and five loaves of bread. See, what God is doing, he's uprooting some strongholds in this room when it comes to money. When it comes to things, because God said, I'll take the little that you have. Go back and look at the widow who only had a a pot of oil and her debts needed to be paid. But one thing I like about this woman, she went to the prophet of God because he was a mouthpiece for God. And he said, she said, I know my husband was the sons of one of the prophets. He was a prophet and I know what's due to him. So Elijah began to tell her what to do with the little that she had, but she had to be willing to go to the man of God. She had to be willing to tell him what was on her heart, how she felt. She didn't go to nobody else. My Bible didn't tell me she ran all through the neighborhood and say, my husband followed Elijah, did everything he wanted her to, him to do, and now I'm in debt and he ain't even giving me a quarter. Y'all know what I mean. I, he served him. He left us and did stuff for Elijah. And look at it now. We don't have what we need in this house, and he's going on, and he got food, he got what he need. She didn't go through the neighborhood. Tell your neighbor. Come out of your neighborhood, making fuss and ruckus. Quit calling your family members and telling them what's going on without saying what's going on. Your sneaky self. Going around telling people in a sneakily way what's going on at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry. To try to make people think opposite of what God is telling you to do. Because you don't want to do it. Right. Knocking on everybody's door. Knock on mine. I'll let you in. And tell you what God got to say about the matter. See, people want to go to people that they think is Ignorant. But you're going to hit the right door, babies. You're going to hit the door that's going to set you right. According to the word of God, you know what door to go to. You know what, what, where the people are. You know that some of the people that ain't in the, in the word because the devil is showing them to you. So you want to be up here to make them think you know what's going on and you don't know. Because the Bible says when you think you know, that's when you know nothing. I know I'm preaching right. I'm going to bring it on today. I'm going to bring it just like the Holy Spirit wanted to be brung. Amen. Speak, Lord, because your servant is hearing you. This is what you call rooting up and tearing down. Because it need to be some rooting up in the body of Christ before the body of Christ can move where God want them to move. We have stagnation in the body of Christ because some people think they know and they're talking amongst themselves and don't know. So whatever you're not going to do, don't do it. But don't influence other people not to because you don't want to. Don't be sneaky. you just like that serpent that Satan used in the garden. He slithered in that garden. He began to do stuff so subtly, so much with trickery that he even deceived Eve. Come on, and she lived in the garden, had everything that she needed. Come on, you got snakes in the house of God. And they think they're okay because they don't build up their mind to think that they're okay and they're not okay. And you that know that they're not okay, you're supposed to tell them what the word of God is saying to change their way of thinking. Not to be in agreement, not to be nosy, but said that's not what the word of God says. Why are you wasting time listening to that garbage? You know why? Because you want to find something on somebody. You want to get in somebody's business To see if you found something where you could say, I knew it. I knew it. So we see that everybody had something to give and God knew it. But he said, I want you to lay it down willingly. Because you can give something if you're not giving it willingly. It doesn't mean anything. Because the Bible say everything that we do in word and in deed, we do it unto the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. So on your jobs, you're not on that job just to get a paycheck, people. This is why things are not going the way it need to go. You're not on there just to get paid to pay your bills. You're on there to bring change, to let them know that Jehovah lives. Emmanuel is here. That's why you're on the job, to bring Jesus to your jobs you want them to know that he is alive he has risen he's risen in me so if they're doing what they're doing let them do what they're doing but you begin to uplift the name of jesus and say god you see and you know what they're doing but god i pray on their behalf because they know not what they're doing but we spend so much time whining and complaining of what they're not doing instead of speaking the word of God on what they should. God can change anybody's heart. He'll turn a king's heart in the direction that he want that king's heart to be turned into. So prayer is what's going to change. What's going on in the midst of you? Come out of your stupor. Quit mumbering and complaining because it's not getting you anything but trouble. So, God, we went over to how Elisha, when they were going to build something for Elijah, his um, prophets, the sons of the prophets, the ones that he was training up, the ones that was walking with him. He was teaching them on how to be a prophet. And the place that they had got small. The thing was, Elijah did not tell them to build anything. They went to Elijah. Because they saw the need, that's 2 Kings 6. They saw the need, and they didn't, um, you know, wait on Elijah. They came to him and let him know we need to build a bigger place. Why? Because they had more people coming in that small space. As they went out to build, y'all know that there was chopping down lumber or whatever to build the place. And what happened? The axe head come off. And it went into the water. And the Jordan, as you recall, y'all remember um, the man that's supposed to dip seven times? What was his name? He's not coming to me. Um, Who? Na- Naaman. He's supposed to dip seven times. And they told him to dip in the Jordan. He thought Jordan was nasty. <laughs> you know, why couldn't he tell me other places to dip? The reason why I used that, because if that ax went in there, you couldn't see it. So Elijah said, where did it go? He said, at last, master, this is borrowed. He knew that he had something he got from somebody else to do the work of the Lord. Where am I going with this? You may not have it in your house for what this body may need or somebody else may need. But when your heart in you is stirring on the inside to give, you're going to go out and ask. Just like this man asked to borrow that ax. When that ax went in that water, he had so much kindness in him that he knew it didn't belong to him. It belonged to somebody else. God heard his heart. Elijah said, where did it fall? He threw a stick in there and the ax head began to float. That's just how much God loved him and loved us. Because he knew his heart. God looks at your heart, people. Quit trying to do things outside of the heart of God it is not counting it does not matter you may think you done something god done something but it wasn't god it was you trying to please man and not god it goes back that everything we do is supposed to be done unto the lord not man i'm reminded again of uh peter and paul y'all know paul didn't walk with jesus but peter did and God gave him an experience to show him that the gentiles they were going to be a part of what God was doing and Peter accepted that but then when Paul came in on the scene and saw how Peter was acting towards the Gentiles Paul stepped up and he began to bring correction unto Peter why he didn't want Peter standing on something that was not true that was not what God was saying so he brought that correction to put everything back into alignment according to the word of God Paul was willing to serve outside of who he had to rebuke. This is the attitude that we have to have in the body of Christ. When you're willing to serve him, when you have a heart um, for God, you're not going to let people come into a place and say stuff that the word of God is not saying. There's no way you can sit there when error is in the room and not open your mouth. That means that your heart in you is not right. When you can sit there and say, oh, it's okay. No, it's not okay. Because if God gives you a stirring in your heart, you need to say, excuse me, may I give this word from the Lord? It may be at the end of my teaching or somebody else's teaching, but you don't want nobody to leave out of that place. With the word not being the way God wants his word to be. Now, they're going to hate you for it. They're going to lie on you. They're going to say that ain't truth. But God backs up his word according to what the word has to say. I'll give you an example. On New Year's, um, God gave y'all a word of how things is going to get worse than ever. And when you follow the word of God, you will know the things and how things God want them to be and how he warned you of how people are going to be. So y'all knew about how it was going to get worse, false prophets, false teachers, all of these things popping up and how you're going to be hated for the word's sake. Do y'all know they got Satanists in colleges now? They got groups in colleges that they have allowed to come to these colleges and minister concerning Satan. This is happening right now. And if we don't stand for truth, you got to know the truth to stand for truth. You got to teach your children truth. So when these things come amongst them, they will not be manipulated to join these groups. It's happening. God. Told you, you're going to see more now than you ever have seen before. you seeing people popping up dead. You're seeing them killing. I just read how two sisters killed their own mother. Two sisters, 12 and 14. Killed the mother, went next door, act like nothing had happened. Give me a ride. You're going to see all of these things. So you got to be ready, and the only way you can be ready is through the word of God. It's through spending time with God. So we see what the word tells us. The word tells us in Isaiah 119, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat what? The good of the land. You got to be willing, and not only willing, but you got to be obedient. You can be willing and not be obedient. It don't mean a a thing. You can be obedient and not willing. It don't mean nothing. Both of them go together. Quit playing church to try to get people to look up to you. If you don't want to empty the trash, don't empty it because I asked you. Just leave it there. If you don't want to come out here when we're having different things, don't come. Don't just come and say, I hear, and? Because you're not interested. See, God already let me know some people show up just to say I'm here. Because they don't want nobody to talk about. Ooh, it's so quiet. We don't want nobody to say we weren't at the place when apostle called us together for a certain thing. So, mm, see, when you're willing and you're obedient, nobody have to tell you to be on time. Nobody have to tell you to support what God has given to this body. Because you're going to be willing to support whatever God has for this house. Nobody has to keep calling you. Where you at? You coming? You know what you're supposed to do. You're getting mad and mad. You don't tell me what to do. I'm grown. But you're willing to go everywhere else. Amen? Amen. You're willing to be on your job on time. But let them cut the check off. Now you're ready to quit. That's where your heart was. You got some workers working now. Cause the government shut down, ain't getting a dime, but they're working. Is that not right? Some people are made to work and don't get paid and you get the paycheck. You should be praying for those that ain't getting nothing. And that's why I pray open the president's heart, open whoever hearts that need to be open, allow him to see. Sometimes we don't see what we need to see. It don't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. All of us are twisted. Because if you don't know Jesus, it don't matter if you represent the R or the D. It's still a hot mess. Got this mess going on Republican, Democrat, just like the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and Jesus. Don't y'all see the word of God? I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. you nothing without Jesus. Call it what you want to call it. Because... We're supposed to be who we are in him outside of what anybody do. We don't change because the government change. We stay the same. Let's get it right. We speak those things that be not as though they were. If you're following the word, speak the word according to what's going on. Man can't do nothing for you. The Bible says that you don't trust in man. Man will fail you. Man will say one thing, get in the seat, can't do nothing. You better follow Christ. Paul say, follow me as I follow Christ. So we, we're talking about how you got to have a willingness to do. Now, this is where I'm going. I want to talk about why we don't have a willingness to do. We see the word of God and we see what the word of God tell us to do. Amen. If you end the word of God, whatever the word says, that's what you do. And you don't come against the one that's telling you what to do according to the word. So this is what God showed me. In Exodus 35, we're going to go back to verse 1. And I want y'all to grab hold to this because I'm going to root up some things to tell you why people do not have a willingness to do. And if the Lord is talking to you, give God glory. Because it's a root there and God wants you to see that root because if you don't know what the root is, you're still not going to have a willingness to do. I'm finding out that the body of Christ get excited when they see something new. But then when the newness wear off, you go back to the same old mess. People get excited when you're having like um, a big convention or you're having something that you ain't never had before or you're coming together. you excited for the moment. Then after that excitement died down, you go back to the same way you always been, talking about one another, saying what you should be doing, and this is why I don't do nothing because it ain't like it used to be. How was it? Let's go there. And Moses gathered all the congregation of the children of Israel together. Y'all, we are gathered together amen and even the ones that are watching us live we are gathered together so don't turn it off now I want you to listen at this we're gathered together and it said and said unto them these are the words which the Lord hath commanded that you should do them what did Moses say these are the words that the Lord has commanded that you should do them where was Moses getting it from Where was Moses getting it from? Where would I get it from? The Lord. How do I get it? Through the word. The more time I spend in the word of God, God is going to let me know what to bring in this house. He's going to let me know what to say and how to say it. But he's using my voice. He's going to use you according to who you are. He's not going to use you like me. So don't try to play apostle Amanda. You be who God wants you to be. I'm only bringing you what God is telling me to bring you, and you take that word and meditate on that word and allow that word to come out of you the way God wants to bring it out of you. Amen? Because it is his word. It don't matter who carried the word. It is his word. And once the word is delivered, it's up to you to do with the word what God is telling you to do. So one reason why people... Does not, do not have a willing heart is because they don't like who God has put in charge. I'm gonna go there. Some of y'all don't like that God put me in charge. There's jealousy there. Some of you think that you know more than I know. Some of you think that you can carry it better than I can carry it. I'm gonna root up in here. I'm just gonna bring it the way God is bringing it. And this is what God showed me. He showed me where I used to work and how things come into alignment. Now, we had a CEO, chief executive officer. That means that chief executive officer had to answer to somebody above him. So when he answered to the person above him, he would then give it to the chief financial officer, the one below him. The chief financial officer would give it to the director, which that was the, where I was as the director. So you had the CEO, the CFO, you had the director. Then you had the supervisor that was up under the director. Now, some of y'all may have different names, but it works out. So after the director give it to the supervisor, the supervisor give it to the people. Is that not right? Let's do it again. CEO. CFO, director, supervisor, people. What does that represent? Everybody see that? Some of y'all don't know the pattern of God. You out of order. Some of y'all don't know. So Moses was the CEO, chief executive officer. He was the one that was chosen to lead the people. Nobody could do anything over whom God had chosen. You have an apostle in the body of Christ. The apostle is the one God has sent, and the apostle is only laying the foundation that was given to the apostle and making sure everything is run according to that foundation. When you don't know the pattern of God, you kick your own self in the butt. Because people think they're supposed to run the body of Christ, you don't supposed to run anything. And by the way, Moses' name was Moses. He have CEO, CFO, pastor, prophet, nothing. He knew who God called him to be, and he acted according to whom God called him to be. And they respected him from whom God called him to be, because when he got before God. And he delivered what God said. It always worked out the way God said. So Moses, people didn't like Moses being in charge. People were jealous. So that's why they wasn't willing to do. In the body of Christ, you have people that are not willing to do because they want to be in charge. Because they don't want somebody telling them what to do. They think they know everything. They think they have outgrown the person that God has put in charge. Now, let me give you a witness. His own sister, Miriam. His own brother, Aaron. When you look at numbers, let me go to the right chapter. Numbers 12. And listen at this, y'all. Poor excuse. Numbers 12 verse 1 and Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married for he had married an Ethiopian woman. Let me tell you what people come up with some crazy mess in the body of Christ. So his own sister and brother began to speak against him Cushite, she was a dark woman. So they began to speak against Moses because he married a dark woman. Now. That's just an excuse, but that ain't the root. Sometimes we come up with little stuff, but that ain't the root of why they talking against Moses. You got to understand where the root is coming from. That's just how sneaky the devil is. The next verse says, and they said, have the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Have he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. What they're talking about was this Miriam, She was the leader of the pack and Aaron, her brother followed because Aaron had a problem too. See, if you go back and remember, God told Moses, you're going to be the one, but I'm going to give you my words. You give them to Aaron. Aaron is going to give them to the people. That's the order. Moses was stuttering and everything else, but he said, stutter all you want. I'm going to speak to you and you speak to Aaron. That's how I work, Moses. And Aaron spoke to the people, but he only spoke what God gave him from Moses. And then Marion, yes, Marion prophesied what the Lord was saying, so this is what she was saying. God speaks to us as well as Moses. But you're missing it, girl. God put Moses in charge. I don't care if he is speaking through you, he put Moses over you. So you up under him. So you have to go on what Moses is telling you based on what God is telling him. Y'all, it is order. It is a pattern in the body of Christ. Some of y'all are saying, God can prophesy through me. He don't only speak to apostle Amanda. Why you want to come into church and prophesy to somebody? You got this whole world. Don't you? Do you know why people want to come into church? Because they want people to know what they can do. And God can't let you do too much because you're too arrogant. Because you're coming against me. Just like they were coming against Moses. Why she got to preach every Sunday? I'm this and I'm that. Why she always let Apostle pastor preach and don't let me preach. I just do this. Root it up. I'm going to root it up. Why she don't let you get up there sometime? What'd she say? Oh, it's so silent. You got a word from the Lord. You full of the word. Devil at work. Maybe it's because she think you know more than her. That's what the enemy want. That's why sometimes people don't have a willingness to give and a willingness to do. I done tried it. You can put people in the forefront, they love you. Soon as God tells you to shut it down, they hate you. I done tried it. Tell you how I tried it. Feed a flock of people free. See how many show up. Ask for $10, see how many don't have it. Y'all, I'm going somewhere with this word. This church has fed many people. Had many banquets. You ain't have to pay a dime. Just come as you are. On several occasions. Paid for a lot of stuff for people. Didn't ask for nothing back. But as soon as God began to speak to me. Speak, Lord. God said, I'm going to show you who's with you. He said, I want you to shut down them dinners and let them pay for their own. I said, what? They got to be the devil. Lord, I love giving to people. He said, yeah, but they don't love giving to you. And I'm going to show you who they are. Shut it down. I got witnesses in this house. I shut it down and people quit coming to church. People put my name out there. Come on, do I have some witnesses? Wouldn't show up saying I'm stealing money because I ain't want to feed you. Have my name all out there. Taking money. Taking God's money. Because I'm obeying God. Y'all don't understand, whatever God say, that's what you do. And then I remember, bless his heart, I had somebody in church that say, we, we, we want to give you an offering every Sunday. We want to put it in the church. And I said, okay, if that's what God is laying on your heart. So I remember God said, shut it down. He said, I don't want people to think that you're dependent on them and not depending. I want you to shut that offering down. I'm going to still take care of you. So I began to tell people, even the ones that were still giving me, I said, no, you don't have to do that. They said, no, I don't have to do it, but I am going to do it because this is what the Lord told me to do. So even when I removed the basket, those that were still willing still gave. Amen. See, God knows y- y'all, I'm telling you, I'm on fire up in this pulpit because we got some roots in this house that need to be dealt with. And that's why the house is stagnated because your heart ain't right. And until your heart get right, you're going to give, but you're going to still be complaining of what you don't have. How can you not have? And you gave as the Lord instructed you to give. He ain't going to leave you empty. When the woman did what God told her to do, go ask for those vessels. When she asked for those vessels, she did what God told her to do. Her bills was paid. He said, now go live off the rest. Y'all, if it worked for her, shouldn't it work for us? Then the other woman, the Shittimite woman, what did she do? She saw Elijah. She said, I perceive, I believe this is a man of God. Let us build him a room. She saw him doing the work of the Lord. She went to her husband. I see who he is. Let us build him a room. God touched her husband's heart. He built, they build a room every time Elijah come through there, decreeing and declaring the word of God. He had somewhere to lay his head. He was never missing nothing. Why? Because he was a mouthpiece of God. People think because they see you with stuff that they want to pull back from you so you can fall. People have waited for me and my husband to fall for years. Let's see what they're going to do now. I ain't paying no tithe. Going in the next building, pulling people in the next building, say don't pay no ties. I shouldn't pay no ties. Telling my people shouldn't pay nothing. Guess what? They ain't got credit for it, but it did pay the light bill. <laughs> they ain't get credit for it, but Duke did. What am I saying to you? You got to do things with a willing heart. Marion and Aaron began to complain against the one that God has chosen. God chose Moses. God is the only one that could pull Moses out of place. Not us. It was God. And then there was another incident. Remember uh, uh, Byron, Korah, and Dathan? Same thing. In the same uh, chapter 16, look what they did. And in verse 3, here we go again. And they gathered themselves together against Moses. And against Aaron and said unto them, Ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy. Every one of them, and the Lord is amongst them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourself above the congregation of God. And when Moses heard it, he fell upon his face. Let me tell you what's going on here. We see Miriam and Aaron coming against the work of the Lord. That's the enemy. The enemy got to use somebody to come against what God is doing to slow you down. Then he turned around and he used um, Korah, Abiram, and Dathan. They took 250 leaders and talked against Moses and said, all of us are holy. Why did he lift himself up? Look what the devil did. He wanted the people to think Moses was full of pride. See, the devil or or make people think you're full of something just to shut you down. You can't shut down what God is doing. Because if that person is following God, you won't be able to shut them down. You're going to be the one shut down. It's proven in the word of God. They could not move because uh, Miriam ended up with leprosy. They were stagnated because of her. But Moses prayed on their behalf. God, give them another chance. The same thing with these men here took people that was known and turned them against Moses. So we see what's going on in the body of Christ. People don't have a willingness because they're jealous. These people were Levites. That means that they had a duty in the temple. They had a place where God put them. I'm going to tell you what's wrong with people. The devil has come in the house of God and making people think you need to be higher than where you are. You need to be preaching. Singing ain't good enough no more. Mm -mm. God gave you a voice. Miriam can sing. Miriam can prophesy. But no, Miriam wanted to be a leader. I done seen it. People that think they got a beautiful voice for the Lord, after that, it dies down, the devil whispering in their ear, and say, you need to be preaching. You need to be prophesying. So now they're saying, I got to move on. I'm, I'm just laying it out. I got to do my own thing. God want to use me for me. How can God use you for you when you weren't even being used the way God wanted to use you when you was in a place? You couldn't even bring nobody in the place. You couldn't talk about the teaching you were getting. You couldn't even show up for it. So, please. And they got people following them. You may be one of them. Mm-hmm. I suppose the devil. You listening and putting amen. It is so. It ain't so. Because you got to follow the pattern of God in the way that God does things. It is done God's way, not my way. It is done his way. And those, Korah and all of them, guess what happened? The earth, open up. God said, I want you to, Moses said, God, I want you to show them something they ain't never seen before. And these crazy men going to bring their incense and think the fire of God was going to come down on front of all that. God had to, they had to even intercede for the rest of them so they wouldn't die. Come on, Moses was a humble man because if he was full of pride, he would say, kill them all. So I knew he was humble. So this is what happened. The earth opened up, what did it do? It consumed all of them that followed Korah. Get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready, because whomever you following that ain't about the father 's business it ain't God that's doing this you don't open the door to the enemy, and when the enemy get through using you, he will throw you away just like you're nothing because when you go outside of the will of God, you put your own self in harm 's way. Come on, people, let 's line up with what the word is saying, and this is what 's happening y'all. When you don't do according to what man wants you to do, they'll go to somebody else and talk you down and try to make you look like a fool, try to make you look like an idiot. And God will show you them talking and tell you that they're talking about you. It was one incident. I remember I met this, um, this lady and everything, and we began to sit down and talk and everything, and I looked at this lady, and she was looking at me, and she said, you know, She said, I know you. I've been knowing you for a long time. And somebody coming down here, I said, and talking about me. She looked at me. I said, God already let me know. She said, yeah, I knew. What am I saying to you? Everybody you think you can go to and tear the man and woman of God down is coming back around. And you're going to get caught holding the bag because God's going to openly expose you. He's going to openly expose you because he told you over and over again, touch not my anointed and do my prophet." No, it's in the word. If you such a scholar, why you keep running your mouth? If you know the word and you got followers like you're doing, why you keep running your mouth? do like the word tell you to do. If you got art, you go to the person you have art wit, because the person you don't have art wit cannot settle your case. Amen. So this is one thing. We don't, we're not willing in the body of Christ because we don't want the person that God has put over us to rule over us, to have authority over us. We think we should be in charge. So we stop doing what we need to be doing in the body of Christ. We don't do it wholeheartedly no more. Next thing is church hurt. When you've been hurt in church, I don't want to leave none of them out. When you've been hurt in church, it may not been this church, it may have been another church, and you didn't deal with the hurt that you have. You put up a wall, and you make it your business to say, I'm not letting nobody else hurt me again. So you don't do all that you know you can do because you're afraid of being hurt. So you pull back on what God is doing everywhere else. I'll give you another uh, a testimony of church hurt, an example. When a man or woman of God take you to the bank, clean you out, <laughs> clean you out, and you thought they were a man and woman of the cloth. You go to another ministry and you say, Ain't nobody getting no more of my money. I'm going to bring y'all a witness up here today. Ain't nobody getting no more of my money because them church folks are crooks. If you don't deal with the church hurt from where you were, you're going to bring it into the house that you're in and you're going to make that house look like the other house. And everything somebody tried to do, you're going to always have up a red flag and you're going to hold back, even though it's truth, you've been hurt. If somebody in the church that you call friend, let me tell y'all something, ain't no friend but Jesus. Quit this mess of picking and choosing. Quit this mess of who you want to talk to or who you don't want to talk to. You better be careful with who you talking to because what people do They'll spill all the beans. They'll tell everything. You thinking they with you and they against you all alone, smiling in your face. If they ain't in their word, if they ain't close to Jesus, if they ain't bringing correction to you, you better quit your mask thinking that you can try. Oh, they so nice. Uh-huh. Satan was nice when he went in the garden eating, wasn't he? You better watch as well as pray. So so we see when you have church hurt and you don't deal with that church hurt. If you've been in a church for 20 years, for five years, for one year, that church has become a part of you. Wherever you've been has become a part of you. If you're not going into the word of God to know the root of that thing, dealing with that hurt, and you have not forgiven, guess what? It's growing. It's getting stronger and stronger. So the next church you go into, you're not going to treat people the way they need to be treated because you were treated wrongly and nobody won't be able to come to you and ask you something because you are afraid they are trying to get something over on you you get suspicious you get offensive you put a guard a guard up you don't want people to say nothing to you out of the way or you go back why you say that can I ask you why you say that because you so guarded that you missing what they really ask you so church hurt is another thing next thing is not being appreciated for what you do. Then you quit doing because you say, "Pastor don't appreciate me. Don't tell me thank you. Don't tell me nothing. She don't appreciate Whatever you do, you don't supposed to be doing it unto me. You're supposed to be doing it unto the Lord. So if I don't come to you, good job, baby. Good job. Keep up because you know what's gonna happen. If I keep patting you on the back, you're gonna get arrogant. You're going to think nobody can do it but little old you. You're going to think nobody have it like little old you. So not being appreciated will pull you back from doing and having a willingness to do. Some of us in this house right now feel like you need to be appreciated more than you are appreciated. That tells me where you are in the Lord. If I waited on people to call me every day and say, oh, blessed be the Lord. I know Lord is using you. I Please. I've been quit. I would have been quit. If I wait on people to call me and say, what can I do for you? Do you need help for this? I would have been shut down. But I'm not built upon man. I'm built upon Jesus. I'm not looking for man to clean my house, cook my food, go do this and that for me. I look to him and whomever God sent to do whatever need to be done. So be it. You look to him. You don't look to man. Amen. So then the next thing we say, not being appreciated. And then the other thing that I look at is rejection. When you want to feel needed and when you want to feel wanted and you feeling unneeded and unwanted, you pull back. You don't want to do nothing in the body of Christ no more. I had somebody that felt like they should have been in a position. They had called me from another church, said I felt like I should have been in position. They ain't put me in position. They put somebody else in position. I just left. I said, well, you were just wrong. Because they should, I should have been there. I said, well, that shouldn't stop you from doing what God has called you to do. It ain't taking a pulpit, y'all, for you to do what God called you to do. Why do people think they have to be behind the pulpit to do what God has called them to do? Every joint supplies. Every, everybody has something to do in the body of Christ. Whatever I do, guess what? The other ones add on to what I'm doing and we're making one body. But if the hand is saying to the feet, I don't have no need of you, that body is crippled. Do what you're supposed to do unto the Lord and quit worrying about what I'm doing and somebody else is doing. And that's why people pull back. They don't have a willingness no more because they ain't put in the right position. That's my position. That wasn't Teresa's position. Teresa just come up in here. I've been here for 20 years. She shouldn't have been there. She needed to just sit down somewhere. So she's giving the word of God, and it is the word. Nobody don't want to hear it because they don't think she should be teaching. Because she ain't ready to be teaching. I ain't saying nobody said nothing. There you go. Let's just clear the table. It ain't for you to say where nobody's supposed to be. You don't know where God have people to prepare them where he want to put them. He could be putting them in a place to get them over something so they can move forward in the place that they're in. If they don't get up there but every uh, Sunday school and say, God love you, that's all I got for you. They got up. It ain't for you to say there ain't no teacher. It ain't for you to say there ain't no evangelist. It ain't for you to say. It's just for you to take what they said and hush. Well, I didn't quite agree with that. Did you go to them? No. Okay, so we see rejection and selfishness. People get selfish and it should have been me and not them. You pull back, you're willing to do. Another thing is, I want to be exalted. If you ain't exalted, you pull back your willingness to do because nobody's exalting you the way that you need to be Exalted. So these reasons, and there are some more, that stop people from doing in the body of Christ. It is because we have let the enemy in this church. We have let the enemy speak stuff in our ears that God is not saying. And if you knew God's voice, you would not be listening to the enemy. You listen to the word of God and what the word is saying. The word will overpower a lie. But if you don't take the word for what it is, you ain't going to hear truth. You're going to hear error. That's why it's division amongst us. This is why you have this one saying this should be done or that should be done. No, we're going to do it the way God told the leader it need to be done. And we're going to carry it out through the body of Christ and put it in the hands of those. God say, put it in the hands and quit saying, I forgot. How are you gonna forget about what Jesus telling you to do? You ain't forget to go to the toilet. You ain't forget to clock in at work. You ain't forget to get your paycheck. Let him forget to give it to you. So why we use the excuse in the body of Christ? I forgot. Sorry I'm late. How many times are you gonna be late at work and you're fired? Hello? What is it? When it comes to God's work, people forgetting, people become lazy, people say they ain't have time, but you're out in the mall, what's that? You go to the beautician, you get your nails done. Y'all, I'm gonna be honest with y'all, I'm gonna tell you just the truth. It becomes a burden to me just to go get some nails done now. There, shouldn't that be a time where you're relaxing? It does. Because I'm like, dag! I can be in the word. How long they take to do them nails? Somebody ahead of me. I got to sit there. That should be a time of excitement. But now it's a time where I'm like, dag! I shouldn't never got that acrylic up there. I might just go soak it off. Then I think, got to sit there hour to soak it off. Come on, you know what you love the best. You know what you love. I don't get an enjoyment in that. I get more than an enjoyment being in the good book. So my heart is so much for this word that I leave self out and say, I'd rather do this. Sometimes my husband say, you want to go get lunch? Mm -mm. I think about what I got to do to go out and get lunch. Man, I got to put on some makeup. That that takes time. (laughs) So I I just want to sit here. And just get into this word so much. And the reason why, because I don't want to just give you anything. I want to let you know what's stopping you from moving forward in your life. Miracle Temple, y'all should be so grateful. I laid down my life, me and my husband, so you could get what you need through this word. Not just any old thing. And when you got a person that you know that laid down their life, don't know what's coming in from day to day, but they have so much faith in God that we laid it down to say, God, not my will, but let your will be done. I don't know what the money going to look like, but you said. And I still have a willingness even when the money don't look right. Y'all, I'm going to give you an example. When they don't give you a raise, your willingness gone. Your willingness is going to do because they didn't give you what you thought you deserved. When you have a willing heart that's coming from the Lord, you know who's taking care of you. You know that the Lord is not going to leave you, nor is he going to forsake you. So your willingness to do ain't coming from what man do or what man don't do. Some of y'all right now, and I feel it in my spirit, you have pulled back on your job. You have pulled back in the house of God. You have pulled back in your marriage because your husband ain't doing you like he need to do you. So you pull back in some kind of way, shape, or form because man didn't do what they need to do. So you pull back on them. Have you ever been hurt? And you know that the person that hurt you, they hurt you to the core. But you continue to do what you needed to do outside of what they done. Do you know how I continue to do what I do outside of all kind of hurt? Because I stay in here. And say, God, I need some mending today. God, I only want to do this. This is how I feel. I tell him. God, why should I do it? They didn't appreciate me enough. Come on, I can talk, I can talk to Jesus. And you know what? When the Holy Ghost kick in and let me know what he done for me outside of what I didn't do for him. He takes me back to the cross, y'all. He said I wasn't a murderer. I wasn't a thief. Wasn't no liar. Wasn't no fornicator. Wasn't no adulterer. I didn't do none of these things. He said, but because I knew the love of the father, that's how I come to, not my will, but let thy will be done. He said, they spit on me, they mocked me, they pierced me in the side. He said, I didn't even say a mumbling word, but he did say, forgive them, father, for they know not what they do. And even though they're doing me the way they're doing me, I know what I got to do on your behalf so I can't focus on them hurting my feelings. I can't focus on them treating me like an outsider. I can't focus on them telling lies about me. I have to focus on your love. Your love covered a multitude of sins. God, if they never asked me, To do anything, I still got to do what you commissioned me to do. How can you do all that? Because you have a relationship. You have a willingness. You have a willingness to serve him no matter what's going on around you. Some of us have shut down because of man. Nobody would ever get that close to me. Well, Jesus, I guess you won't. Nobody would ever treat me like that again. Don't even look at me sideways. Because we have hurt. We have emotional hurt. Some of y'all feelings in here are still hurt. And don't act like it's not. It is time for us in the body of Christ to get it right. And quit living like the world is living like the world owe us something the world don't owe you anything jesus paid the price how do we resolve it you got to recognize what's going on first you got to admit that you have a problem with rejection you have a problem with wanting to be exalted you have a problem with pride you got to admit that you're jealous you don't have to admit it me talk to god about it say god i'm jealous I feel like I shouldn't be sitting in this seat as long as I'm sitting in this seat. But think about it. The Holy Spirit going to tell you, how's your home? How's your home life? Is you loving your husband the way you need to love your husband? Are you doing to, the way you need to do towards your children? Are you doing your wifely duties? Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Well, there we answer. If your home ain't right, how are you going to come in here? And try to tell somebody else what the word of God says. See, come on, y'all quit trying to be a hypocrite. Cause guess what? Your husband know, your wife know, your children know, your friend know exactly how you are. So we got to work on us. And in order to be put in a position, God prepares you for the position. He don't just put you behind no pulpit because somebody say you got a call on your life. Moses went through some situations. God prepared Moses to lead those people. Moses was tested. Moses was tried. You're going to be tried before you come behind a pulpit. If you ain't paying tithes, if you ain't giving no offering, if you can't help people, why are you telling other people to do it? If you can't go visit nobody, why are you telling other people to visit people? And if you ain't cleaning your house, why are you telling somebody else to clean the church? Come on. You got to be prepared for where God is taking you. I had to be prepared for where I am today. I just didn't get here by myself. It was the help of God. You want a ministry, but your attitude sucks. You want people to give you something, but you ain't giving people the way you need to give people. Selfishness. You want to tell people about your blessings, but you ain't trying to help nobody else. You trying to count dimes and pennies instead of giving them the $5 God told you to give them. Well, I got a part of this. I'm going to close on this. I think y'all got it. You got to have a willingness to do. That willingness come through the word of God. You got to go to the Holy Spirit, search me and see what's in me that's stopping me from being willing to do what God will have for me to do this it's just a word spending time with God having a relationship would give you a willingness without people asking you I remember it was a time a lady was doing my hair years ago and I just love how she laid them waves in my hair and um I remember she would you know talk to us and tell us about the bible and stuff she was a Christian and everything so when she got ready to get paid sometime me and my friend would go to Pope's y'all remember Pope's We'll go buy her mixing bowls and buy all that and give it to her and smile and say, thank you. Lady never said nothing. But finally one day she sat us down. She said, look, I appreciate what y'all are giving me. But my bills can't get paid with mixing bowls. <laughs> so look, she told us. She t- I-, I did what I wanted to do cheaply. And no, that was like, a 30 or $40 hell but I went and got some $5 bowls. I'm going to help you in here. Amen. Amen. You know, when people are doing the work of the Lord, you cannot throw that dollar down there all the time and know you got more than a dollar. I'll give you an example. Piggly Wiggly is full of food. They even put a deli over there to get that money. While you shopping, you go over there to the deli and say, "Mmm, I believe I get some of that. Wasn't in your budget to get it, was it? And this is how we do to try to get more. How much is that? Uh, how many of them can I get for this? And then, you know Jesus. Can you give it to me? Uh, a little cheaper today that's kind of high well I, I I won't take how much did you say that right now? well just give me that right there and you stay up there so long they'll say you know what go ahead and take the plate God bless you I got a blessing today you beg for that blessing come on come on quit manipulating you beg for that blessing you broke them down until you got that free piece of chicken or that free piece of pork chop now you're telling people how God bless you real good The Bible said give. This is the illustration God gave me. He showed me pick the wiggly. I go up to the register. I collect all my items and I'm going up there to pay, right? So once I give them the money, I get the food. Didn't I give? So what am I getting? What I gave, right? It works like that in the body of Christ. See, the problem with church folks is you giving, But you ain't seeing nothing, so you quit giving. Because you're seeing naturally and not supernatural. He's a supernatural God. You're seeing your food, you're seeing what you bought. And sometimes we go in the store and say, I ran $85. Let me see what was in my bag. Getting about three bags for $85, right? But you paid for the service. Somebody help me with this. I'm going to let you speak. Why do people think that you can come in church and sit and feast, get the word, but you don't give nothing? Help me out. Entitlement, what else? Lack of knowledge, what else? Don't know the word, what else? Selfish, no relationship, no willing heart. So why do people treat the church differently differently? from the world why do people think I don't need to go to church I worked all week I don't need to give my tithes because tithes was done away with I don't need to come out there to no meeting because it don't make no sense I don't need to come clean no church either why do people set the church aside and put everything before the church When the Bible says, seek ye the kingdom, and all of these things will be added unto you. You know why the church folks think like that? Because you're talking to the wrong people. You need to get into the word of God and know what the word of God says, and then you need to do it. And then that way, when we come together with whatever is needed, you don't have all this twisting and turning and talking amongst yourself. You get it done. The church is getting left out because we're putting other things above what God is telling us to do. And y'all, it won't work. You will have failure. So when the Bible tells you to do something, do it. And if you're not doing it, y'all, please find out why you're not. If the person telling you to do it, if it don't add up to the word of God, you don't have to do it. But if somebody's telling you to give for a specific need, May I ask you why you got to go home and pray on that? Answer somebody. I got to hear this one. We have a need up here today, and I would like for you to sow into this need. And somebody, well, I'm gonna pray first. Do you know Luke six thirty eight? So why you gotta go home and pray on something that's written? Help me, somebody. Let's talk. Trying to, Trying to justify not doing it. Now, you come back two weeks later when the Lord touched my heart. Here, take this. That's all I had. That's all I had. Take this right Him. Search yourself. A hardened heart. Will keep you also from giving. And having a willingness. Because when your heart is hard. Even this word that I'm bringing you today. If your heart is so hard. You ain't receiving it. Because your focus is more on what you know you're going to do. Outside of what I'm telling you. What the word of God is telling you to do. So deal with the hardened heart. And you deal with it through the word. And to break through a hardened heart. It takes more than one day in the word. You got to keep hitting it and hitting it and hitting it every day with the word until some light come through until the word it illuminates you until you can go back and say I'm sorry I was wrong God showed me that I was wrong for what I'm doing then you know you have some humility and God resists the proud but he gives grace unto the humble because you're not ashamed to admit it and quit it you ain't got nothing to hide that's what we have to do It takes the word. Amen. Remember I told you I had a witness dealing with church hurt. They already know who they are.